Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel chapter 47. That is the Navi Yecheskel Perek Mem Zion. And we are going to, this is the second to last chapter of Yecheskel. And one of the most beautiful chapters in the entire book. Now, for those of you that have been following along these last several chapters, we've been going through the vision that Ezekiel had of the third temple and the future temple, what it's going to be like, what it's going to stand for. And in the last chapter, there was something that may have been a little bit concerning. And it seems like Yechezkel, the prophet, realized what was concerning. And this chapter is meant to answer that concern. And what am I speaking of? I'm referring to the fact that this new temple was very exclusive. Only some people are allowed in there. And they're only allowed in there certain times of the certain days of the week, certain times of the year. It was not doesn't seem like the people's house. So what connection does the temple does the temple then have less of a connection to the people than before? So Ezekiel is going to address that with a vision that he, that God shows him after he has had his virtual tour of the temple, and this temple is going to be the source of something beautiful for the entire world. And this is going to round out the vision of Yechezkel of Ezekiel in the third temple period. So I'm going to start with verse 1, Vayishiveni, and he led me. So he, presume, this could mean God himself, but presumably it means the angel. Several chapters ago we learned of an angel in the form of a man who was made out of copper and he was shiny like copper. And this angel was leading Ezekiel around and as he went from place to place, eventually he spoke and, and God addressed him directly. So this Vayeshivani, he led me al petach to the entrance of the temple. So now, he, basically he's going out. Vihine, and behold, at the entrance of the temple, what did he see? Mayim yotzim, he sees a small stream of water that's flowing out of the temple. Mitachat miftan habayet kadima, which is coming out of the platform or the um, the building it's kind of a slow trickle of water coming out from underneath the stones at the wall of the edge of the temple at the door to, flowing eastward because the main entrance of the temple was on the east side the hamayim and this water yordim mitachat was flowing downward remember that this temple was built on the top of a tall mountain presumably this is mount zion in jerusalem and it was flowing um, from the right side of the temple south of the altar so, so he sees this small trickle of water and then the angel led me out out the northern gate and he brought me outside so now he's no longer on the, uh, on the, in the temple to the outer and he's on what would be called the Temple Mount, and he goes to the outer gate, which is Derech Aponekadim, leading eastward. So now he's heading off the Temple Mount onto just the mountain, which is just uh, this, the, the surrounding city of Jerusalem. Derech Aponekadim, this, this way was leading eastward. Vihinei Mayim Mifachim, and now he sees that stream of water is starting to gush forth, Minakatev Hayaman, it's from the south, southern wall. So this water is getting a little stronger. So now the uh, angel, this man, as this man walked eastward, remember he's walking in the easterly direction, 
v'kav biyado, and he has this measuring line, and this time he is going to um, use it to measure the water. And remember, this man was showing Ezekiel as he walked around the temple. This man, this angel, was showing him the measurements of all the different parts of the temple. So now, vayomod elef ba'ama. Now he measured a thousand cubits. This uh, presumably a length of the stream of a thousand cubits. And he passed me through this water, the water was now strong enough that, and deep enough that it was ankle deep. So at first it was this tiny little trickle of water, and as he gets farther and farther, when the stream is getting stronger and stronger and deeper and deeper, so now it is ankle deep. So then he measured another thousand cubits. Presumably that's the length, but this could be a cross, and it could be that it's widening. But I'm assuming that he's walking him through the length of the stream. And now the water is getting even deeper. Now it is going, it is up to my knees. And then he measured another thousand. It went even farther. And now the water is up to my waist. So he and the angel are together walking in this stream. The stream led from the temple and as it gets farther and farther and farther, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and larger and larger and water, more and more and more water. So Vayomod Elef, and now he measured another thousand cubits, Nachal, and now it became a, a river, Asher Lu'uchal Avor, that I could no longer walk in. Kigo'u Hamayim Meshachu, because the waters were now more powerful and were deeper to the depth that I re- was required to swim, or Meshachu, which is waters that require swimming in order to get across. This was now a river that could no longer be crossed just by wading. So now he turns to me. I'm in this large, deep river of water that had its origins in the temple and it's flowing out towards the rest of the world. Presumably this is the angel speaking to me. This could be God though. Do you see this human being? And then he brought me Vaishiveni Svatanachal. He brought me to the edge of the stream so I can watch and see this the river as opposed to being standing inside it, because it was too deep to stand in any longer. Bishuveni, and when he brought me out of the river to the side, Vihineal Svatanachal, what did I see on the edges of the river? Eitz Ravmaod. I saw a forest of tremendous deep green forest. That was growing out from both sides of the river. And then the angel said to me, These waters that you are looking at, which are flowing out towards in the easterly direction out of Jerusalem, and they are going to flow all the way out into the deepest depths of the Arabian desert. And they will also go towards the west in the other direction. El Hayama, and then they will also go towards the Sea Hamutsaim, the Dead Sea, where there is no life. And there will be so much water that the Dead Sea will come to life. The Dead Sea waters will no longer be salty. And in this vision, the temple being the source of this great, wondrous river that supplies water and beautiful forests across the land, east and west. We will now see that every living creature in the world, all living animals, Asher Yishrotz, every animal that crawls upon the earth, El Kol Asher Yavo Sham Nachalayim they will all be able to live around the entire world because this stream, 
this temple will supply water to all creatures of the earth. And there will be so many fish, many, many, many fish in the water. Because this water is going to come across the entire world. And they will heal the waters of the entire world. The image of the, of the Dead Sea becoming healed, so to speak, and becoming full of life kind of speaks to us in modern times when we think about our waters of the world that they require healing. The waters are dirty. The waters need to be healed. And this temple will be a source it will be a source of life for the world. Wherever this river touches across the entire planet will be healed. And it will be that Amdu Alav Davogim, when fishermen stand aside these waters, may Engedi from the place of Engedi, Va'ad Eneglaim, all the way to Eneglaim. These are just place names. Engedi we're familiar with. Eneglaim is another place. I'm not sure if we're familiar exactly where it is. Mishetoach Lacharamim Yiyu. It will be a place to spread out nets because there will be so much bounty, so many fish. There will be so many different kinds of fish as many as kinds of fish as there are in the entire sea Hagadol, into the entire great sea, the ocean many, many, many fish the abundance of food will be coming from this river however, on its sides the, the swamps on, and the edges Ezekiel is kind of cutely thinking, well if everything's all the water is going to be clear, where's the salt? we need salt, so he says, don't worry on the swamps and the marshes, those places will remain salty. That will be a place that we can still get the salt that we need. And on this river, on all of the banks of this river, around the entire world, all kinds of trees with all kinds of fruit trees, they will never, they're, 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 their leaves will never dry out. They will never stop giving their fruit. They will yield new fruit every month. Because these waters are being purified by the waters that come from the temple itself. And its fruits will be for everyone to eat. And the leaves and the plants that grow in the forest will be used for healing and for medicines. This vision of, of the temple of God being the source of bounty, of purity, of growth, of nature, of, for the animals, for the fish, for the trees, for plants, uh, to the extent the way it's been described in Ezekiel is a beautiful image of a, of a spirituality that leads to a renewal of the entire natural world. And then, of course, a world from which people can benefit in appropriate way. I'm now up to verse 13. So Ezekiel finishes his vision of this river. And so says the Lord God. Now Ezekiel has to divide, talk about more practical stuff. We're going to divide up the land among the families of the Jewish people that return to the land of Israel. And I want you to pay careful attention to how he starts to divide up the land. So his first idea right we're going to go through the different families of israel and we're going to start dividing the land up so that everyone can have a fair portion so these are going to be the boundaries that you will use in order to divide up the land for inheritances the shnei asar shivtei israel for all 12 tribes of israel yosef chavolim 
and the tribe of Joseph, who has both Menashe and Ephraim, will have two portions because Joseph has these two tribes that descend of Joseph. Verse 14, Each person should get the same equal share as everyone else. Just like I swore to give to your forefathers, and this land will be for you to inherit. And these are the boundaries of the land. It's going to lay out the boundaries. On the, on the northern corner, from the great Mediterranean Sea, the, the, the road that goes towards Chetlon, which goes towards Tzedad. These are also places the um, border of Beirota and Sivrayim Asher Ben Gvul Damesek, which is the between the boundary of Damascus, Ben Gvul Hamat, which is near the border of Hamat, Chatzer HaTichon, which is another place, Asher Al Gvul Chavran. I'm not going to go into translating all these place names. There's several more verses of place names. I'll just run through them quickly. Bayog Gvul Min Hayam Chatzar Einon Gvul Damesek, the the boundaries will run from the sea to Chatzare Non on the boundaries of Damascus, Fitzafon, Safon, Ogvul Hamat, Veitzpat Safon, and it will go northward from there, and then the boundaries of Hamat also going to the northern corner. Ufaat Kadim, and on the eastern side, Mibain Chavron, Mibain Damesek, Mibain Hagilad, Mibain Eretz Yisrael, Hayardain. These are just place names and from the land of Israel towards the Jordan River. Migvul Alayama Kadmoni Tamodu, you'll measure it. From the boundary of the eastern sea, the Eight Pat Kadima, and that will give you the boundaries of the eastern corner. And now he's going to go towards the southern corner, Ufaat Negev Temana, Mi Tamar, from a place called Tamar, Ad Meimiri Vot Kadesh, to the place of Meimiri Vot Kadesh, which we know was the story of the bitter waters happened there in the Torah, Nachala Alayama Gadol, and along the, the stream that runs towards the great sea, the Eight Pat Temana Negba. A little bit more of these place names, and and we're almost done with the place names. Zufaat Yam Hayam Hagadol, and then on the western side, the boundary will be the Great Sea. Migvul Ad. Give me one second. Migvul Ad Nochach Levo Hamas to Ot from the boundary until the place which goes towards Hamat. That is the western side. So these are all the boundaries of the land. And you divide it up by the tribes. So God says in verse 21, And you're going to divide up this land, for you, according to the tribes of Israel. But now Ezekiel is concerned. The tribes of Israel in the future time doesn't include all of the people that are in the nation of Israel. And if we're going to be fair and divide it up, there are many, many people that are going to be joining the people of Israel in the future time, in the time of the third temple that aren't members of the tribes. So Ezekiel addresses them now in verse 22 and 23. V'haya, and it will be. Tapilu ota b'nachala, that when you give over pieces of the land as inheritances lachem for you, ula hagerim, and to all of the converts hagerim b'tochachem, who also live among you. Asher holidu banim b'tochachem, they raised families among you as parts of the Jewish people. V'hayu lachem, and they need to be treated, you need to treat them just like any other citizen among the children of Israel. Together with you, they shall also get inheritances among the tribes of Israel. And which tribe would they join? That's up to them. 
verse 23, wherever this particular family that are converts that are gerim, wherever they choose to live and whichever, with whichever tribe they choose to live, that is where you should give them an equal portion. So says the Lord God. And that completes chapter 47 of Ezekiel. There is one more chapter 48, which we'll study together next time. Thank you for studying 47 together with me. Looking forward to studying chapter 48 together as well.